Hello, everybody, and welcome to the August 12, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I am your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josie, and we got three stories for you tonight. One on the Biden campaign, one on Trump's actions with giving money to a certain group that we spent years investigating whether or not he was colluding with, and one on the murder of a little boy. Fun show tonight, trust me. Let's get to the light news first. Now, yesterday, Joe Biden officially announced his running mate. Normally, this is done at the convention. However, there's not going to be an in-person convention this election cycle. And as such, he had to do it virtually. And it had come down to the wire who we were going to pick. But we knew a few things. We knew that they were going to be a woman of color, almost certainly. They were going to be a woman, certainly, maybe a woman of color. Now, I have been telling the Biden campaign that they should pick someone who's either progressive or from a swing state, because those are the two bases that screwed over Hillary Clinton the most in 2016. And for that matter, those are the bases Biden really needs to watch because he has historically had a little trouble with. Now, not really with swing state voters, but again, I pay close attention to them. Progressives just don't like him. So, who does he pick? Does he pick Sherrod Brown, like I've been suggesting? No, but you know what? He wanted a woman, and specifically a woman of color. Okay. Does he follow my advice and pick Nina Turner or Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams would actually be a really good choice, considering she's also from a downright Republican state, yet came the closest to winning governor of any Democrat since 2002. No, instead, he picks Kamala Harris, who is from California, a state they were already going to win, a state that has only voted for Republicans when they have some kind of direct connection to the state of California. They voted for Eisenhower because Nixon, who was from California, was his vice president. They voted for Nixon for the same reason they voted for Eisenhower. They voted for Reagan because he was from California. They voted for Bush Sr. once because he was the vice president of California, man. Okay? The last Republican California's voted for that had no association with that state was Herbert Hoover in 1928. 92 years ago, everybody. So he picked Kamala Harris, who's not from a swing state. Is she at least progressive? No. In fact, on many issues, she's about the same as Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden was almost certainly attempting to appeal to African Americans with this decision. However, Kamala Harris is not the preferred candidate of African Americans. Joe Biden is. Remember when African Americans saved his campaign in South Carolina? Anyone remember that? Anyone? We thought Biden's campaign was done for. Then a large chunk of African Americans from South Carolina voted for him and saved his campaign. So he didn't need to pick someone to appeal to them. They were already going to vote for him. They were screaming, we're going to vote for you. No matter what. And what does he do? He throws in not even really a bonus as much as just utter nonsense. And, you know, this is one of my main issues with the Biden campaign. It seems utterly oblivious to who's going to vote for it. Again, even if he wanted a black woman, he could have picked, like I mentioned, Stacey Abrams or Nina Turner. 
both would have also gotten progressive voters. But progressive voters don't like Kamala Harris because nobody likes Kamala Harris. In truth, the only reason I think he picked her was because the Democratic Party told him to. Because they have been trying to make Kamala Harris a thing for about three years now. You guys remember CNN infamously kept treating Kamala Harris like one of the big 2020 candidates long before she entered the race. Despite the fact the polls were consistently almost tied between Joe Biden and Sandra Bernie Sanders. But that didn't matter to the point where CNN ran a mini documentary that basically doubled as a campaign ad for Kamala Harris. They want her to be a giant rising star. So they got her on stage and they expected the best. And what did she do? Uh, she called Joe Biden a racist. She got destroyed by Tulsi Gabbard. And let's not forget, she talked about banning Donald Trump on Twitter. Now, that's the other thing, by the way. Kamala Harris has not had a very healthy professional relationship with Joe Biden. You guys remember, we covered the story. Joe Biden had to write down nice things to say about Kamala Harris. And for that matter, Kamala Harris has repeatedly endorsed the smear promoted by Republican smear merchants that Joe Biden is a racist. For that matter, she's also promoted the claims against him that he sexually assaulted Tara Reid. So, as it stands, this is utter nonsense. The only reason I can think of as to why Biden would pick her that makes any sense is to debunk the smear that Biden is the real racist that the Trump campaign keeps putting forward. Now, let's see how well that worked by watching a campaign ad released by Donald Trump the same day, yesterday, that Biden announced Harris as his running mate. You have a problem figuring out whether you're Premier Trump and you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. They're going to put you all back in chains. That's the first sort of... Mainstream African American who is articulate and bright and clean, nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for me. It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputation of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Are you going to I apologize? Like, apologize for what? For what? For what? You're really glad you went with Kamala, Joe? Really? Well, you may go with her. Might cost you in November, though. Anyway, so we all know Kamala Harris sucks. But here's a story you might not know because it's not getting enough attention in the mainstream media. You see, apparently the administration is sending $3 million, at least, folks. At least. The exact figure has not yet come out of money 
to Russia to get a vaccine for COVID-19. Now, mind you, I thought this was the Made in America president. You guys remember that? Made in America, America first. This is the administration that put tariffs on everything, got us into a trade war with China, specifically because products should be made in America. Now what's going on? Well, between this and Trump's decision to reduce tariffs in Brazil in hopes of winning re-election, you know what I think that shows? Trump knows his ideology doesn't work. Oh man, isn't that great? I think that's great because I hate his ideology, um, but a lot of his supporters might not. But still, millions of dollars going on over to Russia. Now, this is after, might I add, we've already given millions of dollars of taxpayer money to various U.S. drug companies to make a COVID-19 vaccine. And this vaccine, by the way, is not showing any effectiveness. We have given these companies every benefit of the doubt. We've let them get away with not going through certain rounds of safety testing that all drugs must go through. But you know what? That doesn't matter, apparently, because Russia has a vaccine, despite the fact that Fauci just said today that there's limited evidence that it's going to work. And you know why that is? Because there is no evidence a coronavirus vaccine is even possible. The common cold is a strain of the coronavirus, and we have been trying to create a vaccine for that since the 1960s. Or was it the 50s? It was, I think it was the, we'll say the 60s and be generous. It was the 50s, though, now that I think about it. Uh, but anyway, that doesn't matter because we can get one for this specific strain, apparently. Despite the fact there is no evidence of doing so, that again, safety testing has come back negative. And for that matter, Mr. President, aren't you the same man that's been promoting hydroxychloroquine? You guys remember that? The COVID-19 cure-all that he only knows about because it was promoted on Tucker Carlson's show. Now, apparently that doesn't work and that's why we need a vaccine from Russia. The administration has silently admitted that hydroxychloroquine does not work. Trump has repeatedly said that he only thinks it's possible and that we should as well just test it, which I do agree with. And we did test it and it didn't work. At best, we found that it can work as part of a cocktail of treatments. However, there is still no evidence that it by itself can cure COVID-19. With that said, however... With that said, let's again think about the variety of things that Trump has directly admitted to being wrong with this move that he's been pushing for his entire administration. First off, again, trade wars and protectionism. Because if, because if protectionism is so great, why do we need a vaccine from Russia? Shouldn't we be able to make one ourselves? Apparently not. Two, any COVID-19 cure. Now, this, of course, includes the aforementioned hydroxychloroquine or directing sun or injecting sunlight directly into your veins, something he actually called for. You guys remember that? And for that matter, I thought this administration was not in any way going to be colluding with Russia. 
Apparently, I was wrong. And let's also not forget Donald Trump has pushed vaccine skepticism even as recently as the Republican debates back in 2016 when he warned about over-vaccinations. Well, apparently now there's no such thing as over-vaccination. Apparently now vaccines are safe. It's not what he told Americans back in 2015. And this, what this is, is it's essentially Donald Trump admitting to all of you, everything I told you is wrong. It is wrong, as he would say. And I promised myself I would never use that meme. Now I have to. Uh, this is Donald Trump directly telling Americans I'm full of shit and I lied to you for the past three years. I lied to you about COVID-19 cures. I lied to you about the value of protectionism. And I lied to you once again on my opinion with Russia. He said he was going to not work with Russia. He said that he was not in any way engaged with Russia. Now he's giving money to Russia to produce a vaccine, and I want him to be able to do that. Do not get me wrong. I was calling for an international solution to COVID-19. I believed that we should have done a Manhattan Project for it. We should have gotten top scientists all around the world. Including, however, some folks at the American Journal of Chemical Engineers who have found not a vaccine, but a possible full-on cure by, and this is an incredibly simplified version, essentially turning off the positive charge in the proteins that penetrate cells and cause COVID-19. That would not result in a vaccination. That would result in a full-on cure. Not just for COVID-19, but for countless other illnesses that are also strains of the coronavirus. Including illnesses like, um, I believe it's MERS, and the common cold, and tons of other ones. And that would genuinely be amazing. Donald Trump has not taken note of that. Most of the mainstream media has not taken note of it. Except for the few who read the American Journal of, of Chemical Engineers which I just so happen to be one of on occasion. This is being ignored in hopes of a vaccine that will not happen when this should be funded to hell and back. If I were president and I saw this article, or I even heard about this article, I'd be giving these chemical engineers untold amounts of money. I'd literally give them the federal government's official credit card and say, go wild. <laughs> No, instead, what we are getting is ignoring that, produce a vaccine for Putin, the money of which is almost certainly just going to go into Putin's pocket. Primarily for the purposes of biting every single thing this administration has claimed to fight for in the ass. So I genuinely do not understand how anyone in this point can be a Trump supporter. I really don't. This should be the final nail in the coffin that he was bullshitting you the entire time. If you still buy into this, then I don't know what I can do. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I figured I should end this because the modern right wing has a very good habit of just picking random stories 
and then shoving them in your face and asking you why you don't care. You know what it is? It's that joke from the Family Guy parody of A New Hope. You don't know what the Force is, do you? Oh, you mean that thing you only found about five minutes ago? <laughs> and are now criticizing me for not caring about? Now, ladies and gentlemen, normally when this happens, it is over the death of an adult by something that furthers their political agenda. Or it's just somebody who's alive and is leading them. Okay, the perfect example of the first one is Molly Tibbet, the woman who was murdered by an illegal immigrant. And this was their big reason to restrict immigration. Trump needs to meet with this woman's family. Oh, oh what? Oh, her family actually are huge immigrant activists. They very they're actually full on open borders people. Oh, well, and they ask us to stop using her story as an example. Oh. Well, they're just brainwashed. I remember I saw Bill O'Reilly tweet out, if it weren't if we had the wall, she wouldn't have been killed. She also wouldn't have been killed if she was aborted. What's your point, Bill? The perfect example, the second one is, and I'm sorry, I have to, I have to, um, I'm legally required to get on my knees and tear up over the mention of his name. Otherwise, I'll be sued for a quarter trillion dollars. Your Lord and Savior, Nick Sandman, uh, who got shamed on Twitter for like two days. And then sued CNN and the Washington Post for a quarter trillion dollars. I don't care how much he got. They gave him a quarter trillion dollars. He could have gotten all or none of it. That's still more than they should have given up for the coverage of this little twerp, of this little media attention whore, as far as I'm concerned. You know, to find out who rules over you is to find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Everyone who's criticizing Nick Sandman is getting sued right now. Uh... And Nick, you can come for me personally, buddy. But anyway, the most disgusting of this is one that doesn't back up their political goals. It's just them trying to get mad at the media. And it is over somebody who is dead and who was five years old at the time. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Cannon Hinnant. Now, like most of you, I did not hear about this story until I started um, visiting the fringe spheres of right-wing Twitter. This was covered by the Daily Wire uh, and a few other media outlets. Here is what Matt Walsh had to say. Say his name. Five-year-old Ken Hinnant was executed in cold blood while riding his bike. The accused killer is Darnus Simmons. Whoa, Matt Walsh. You said his name? Oh, my God. You're going to inspire copycats. Now, it's funny. And the only reason I mention that argument is because Matt Walsh works for the Daily Wire, which coincidentally, after a new after a mosque was shot up by a white supremacist, started refusing to say the names of mass shooters. Now, I considered that it was very possible this was only because in the mass shooters manifesto, he repeatedly cites Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens as inspirations, as well as Fortnite and Spyro the Dragon, mind you. But what do I know? Anyway, congratulations, Matt Walsh. You've inspired copycats. Now more five-year-old boys are going to be murdered. 
He allegedly walked up to the boy and shot him dead in front of his sister. Reverse the races, and this is the only thing anyone talks about for a month. Actually, we typically don't hear about cases of white-on-black crime. And by the way, the reason this is mentioned is because the boy was white while the murderer was black. And by the way, Matt, let's reverse the races. And then say the mainstream media did, as you say, obsess over this 24-7. Would we really get your support for that? Really? I mean, Matt Walsh is the same man who condemned conservatives who said George Floyd's death was unjust. Or at the very least, that the officer acted in an unjust manner. Oh, and by the way, the Daily Wire, which said they would not say the names of mass killers and are also the ones saying that this story is only being ignored because the killer is black. Keep in mind the fact the killer is black, because they insist on making you keep that in mind. And read, here's how the article for the Daily Wire starts. Headline, black man arrested for allegedly executing white five-year-old boy in front of sister. Now, here's how the article starts. On Sunday, 25-year-old black man, Darius Simmons, You had one job! I genuinely don't know how else to react. You had one job! You gave out his name before you even gave out the name of Cannon Hidden, the kid who was murdered in the first place. This is absolutely disgusting, far as I am concerned. I mean, wow. Wow. And I say this from the bottom of my heart. The Daily Wire, fuck you. Fuck you to hell and back. You people are absolutely disgusting, far as I am concerned. And let's not even get into the fact, although we should be getting into that fact, but we, we have limited time. That this is the same group of people who, when it was a white shooter, when it was white people committing mass shooting, said the media should cover it less. Said the media shouldn't even cover it at all. Said that will create copycat effects and all of that. Meanwhile, now, when the media actually listens to them, you know, it's the same thing that happened with Tara Reid. You guys remember that? The media gave this absolute shit show to Brett Kavanaugh, and they despised it. Matt Walsh said that was the only reason he was voting Republican in the midterm. And then look at what happened immediately after when the media was more skeptical, was much less willing to cover Tara Reid. What happened? All these people lost their minds. Because they do not want in objective media. Their biggest issue with networks like MSNBC is that it doesn't do propaganda for them. Okay? And Pete Diabosta has admitted that, but he keeps losing, so who cares? Anyway, Matt Walsh has this whole thread on Twitter going through various websites. He types in the URL of the websites, too. Which nobody does. Side note. Uh, but he goes through New York Times, Washington Post, Reuters, Yahoo, 
NBC, ABC, all these different sites. Actually, I just listed them all. And then, of course, in the replies, there are tons of stories about it from the New York Post, which is right-leaning, but it's not particular, but it is still a really well-known news organization. The American Conservative, Washington Examiner, other news websites are covering it. And again, I thought stopping covering of mass shootings of murderers was what you people wanted. Until, of course, it's a big, scary black man. And this is why, to anyone who took part in this for the Daily Wire, you are, as far as I am concerned, a bad human being. You are. If you pushed the claim that we shouldn't cover murderers, and then when a murder comes about, demand it be covered, you are unpleasable, and you should not have a seat at the adult table. Sorry, go, go to the child's table, where you can get mad at how those dummy crats are te real racists or something. That's our show. Good night.